friends, welcome to the Intuitive Mother Podcast, the podcast created to help you awaken, heal, and connect to your truth and your desires as you journey home to you in the midst of motherhood. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach, and Reiki healer, creator of The Awoken Woman, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat just as if we are on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth on all things motherhood and womanhood to guide your journey home with a friendly and healing vibe. Our time is now. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Mother Podcast. As always, I am so grateful that you're here with me today, listening in from wherever you are in the world. I always find great joy in knowing that, in a way, we are sharing sacred space together, sharing the ups and downs and everything in between on this journey of life in midlife, womanhood, motherhood, and marriage. I have an episode from the heart for you today, but before I get started, I wanted to ask each and every one of you listening that if you feel so inclined to leave a review of the podcast, I would be eternally grateful. This is something I haven't asked for very often because I often forget that it is an aspect of having a podcast is to grow and get reviews and more listeners. And I, of course, do this because my heart has led me here to do it. And I want to share and inspire and help you feel less alone in the journey that I forget to ask for the review. So if you have an extra minute of time and you feel inclined and the podcast has brought you inspiration and hope in womanhood and motherhood and marriage. I am so grateful for each and every one of the reviews that I receive. Okay, now let's get started on this week. I'm sure by the title, you may have been a little bit shocked. It's not typically the way I would write a title for the podcast, but that title is actually something that's been going through my mind for the last couple of days. I walked into the kitchen last week and I said to my husband, maybe I should write a book called, So You Fucked Up, Now What? And he sort of looked at me funny and I laughed and then I told a friend and his friend was like, oh yeah, you should totally, that that would be great. Like, definitely a catchy title, and you could easily write that. And um, I wanted to share a little bit with you about where that came from, and then share with you how I have navigated the feelings of fucking up in motherhood. The story goes like this, and I've shared bits and pieces of this in previous episodes, but I want to be real and transparent and really let you see this side of me. If you were to ask anyone on the outside, I'm a perfect mom. Like, absolutely fucking perfect. If you ask somebody that knows me as an acquaintance, 
actually, even if you know someone who knows me as a friend, unless you are in a really tight circle of mine, my closest friends, you probably don't know that I've fucked up from time to time. And we all do, but this fucking up in motherhood had great impact on not only my life, but my daughter's and my husband and our marriage. And it's crazy how that perfection is often something everyone sees from the outside and they really have no idea. And then we hold ourselves accountable to always showing up perfectly and not being real and vulnerable with ourselves, with our husbands, partners, with our daughters, with our friends. And we just keep going on this perfection, like, let's let everybody think that we're doing really well and that we don't mess up. And in my opinion, that's one of the greatest downfalls of being there for each other as mothers is because that's bullshit. We're, none of us are perfect. We're all fucking up from time to time. We all have our own wounds that we're bringing to the table in motherhood. And if we don't start sharing, nobody else is going to feel welcome to share their wounds and to start processing and acknowledging and healing themselves on the inside so that the fucking up becomes less and less. So anyway, like I said, if you know me, the outer appearance is that I'm, I'm an amazing mom. And I'm actually going to say in parentheses here, I am. I am an amazing mom. It was all I ever wanted to be in life was a mom. Um, I just always knew that that would be exactly what I wanted out of life. I even always knew that I wanted daughters. There was a time period where I had myself convinced I would be a great mom to a boy, and I'm sure I would be, but I knew that my time here was to have daughters, have my two beautiful daughters. I was a caregiver for much of my daughter's elementary school years. My um, mom, who lived with us, died five and a half years ago, and my daughters are now... 14 and a half and 17 and a half. So much of their younger childhood was spent with grandparents living, great grandparents for them living with us. And in that time period, I was still operating really, really well. And I was really amazing in many ways as I was navigating caregiver life to mom life. And I have an amazing husband who backed me up in all areas of life at that time and still do. But what I saw happen for myself was that from zero to say 10, 11, 12-ish for my oldest, I was 
thoroughly an amazing mom. I randomly, you know, lost my temper and wanted to put one of the girls in a timeout or anything like that. But other than that, you know, there was nothing major that would have traumatized my children. And then the teen years happened. <laughs> and suddenly, it was like they were both holding up a mirror to me every time something started to feel off inside. And that mirror showed me a version of myself that I did not like. It showed me the version of myself that was fucking up. And this happened more and more readily, especially for my oldest daughter through the teen years, until it's almost a year ago that we had one of our last major blow-ups. And I say blow-up in a awkward way because we don't really fight. <laughs> we, we do have a very loving, um, amazing family. And I always felt like I had an amazing relationship with my daughters. But what had become more and more of was that I had not processed some of my own shit from childhood, and it was leaking into how I mothered. And I didn't know any better, nor did any of our mothers who mothered us, as we then learned from them and our grandmothers and our aunts how to mother. They didn't know any better either. We're all doing the best we can. So as I was doing the best I could... I wasn't processing what was going on internally, what I had carried with me from my own childhood. And instead of processing it, I was allowing myself to push it down, push it down, and allowing it to fester, at which point I would blow up, and those were the moments that you could say I royally fucked up. I was known to have been able to go from zero to 60 very quickly and, and scare my daughters. So my oldest seemed to take the brunt of this. And she cries very easily at my voice raising. She would get these like significant headaches because of the way I would react versus respond. And Eventually, her anxiety grew and grew and grew, and she went to therapy, and I believe I've mentioned in an episode before, we had an appointment at this therapist that then I had to attend by myself, and it was mind-boggling to me because I was like, well, why am I making an appointment for only me to go? She wasn't supposed to be there, my daughter, it was just for me, and I thought it was like a parent appointment where the both parents would learn, you know, how she's doing or things that are coming up. Wasn't the case. When we got in the car and drove home after making this appointment, when the therapist had said, no, it's just for you, mom, um, I said to my daughter, I'm just sort of mind boggled by this because I feel like dad should be there if it's about you. And she looked at me and said, well, dad's not the problem. You are. And that was in December, actually, of just this past year. So imagine 
the shame and the guilt inside that I have a podcast called the Intuitive Mother Podcast. I help other mothers. <laughs> and yet, I was going to have to go into therapy for a session with my daughter's therapist because I was the problem. Being told I was the problem was not the first time that I heard that. So maybe a few years ago, this should have been the um, moment that I realized I was royally fucking up. But it wasn't every day, and I had myself convinced because it didn't happen all the time and it was random when I would lose my temper or scream and they would get really like anxious and traumatized by it, although at that time I didn't recognize it as traumatizing them. Um, it continued on for a while. And it really continued until I started to put pieces together that when I saw women of my family get upset, they screamed. Um, and, and there's so many things that I could think back and say, well, they also shut down and guilt tripped and made you feel ashamed of something that you said. And then I started to notice that all of those pieces were things I was also doing. I would have these traumatic outbursts and then I would shut down and feel shame and guilty. And that was how I felt as a child when that happened to myself. And now here I was continuing the trauma this generational trauma, I was continuing it into my mothering and essentially fucking up parts of my mothering because I wasn't healing myself. And I believe that we all come here with this purpose in life. What is our purpose? What's going to make us, you know, truly our soul's calling? And I believe that my daughters and I are actually the chain breakers. That while I may be the one on the generational chain of women that stood up and said, oh, this does not feel right. My daughters were the ones holding the mirrors up to me and saying, you know, in, in not so many words, but more so facial expressions that this needed to change. And they have helped me to break those chains and to come to a place of looking into healing and really guiding myself and creating a deeper connection with them. And there could be many, many stories about the different ways that this came out between my daughters and I, but... I'm being 100% honest when I say most of it was I would push down, push down, push down any feelings I was having, whether I felt disrespected or not seen or not heard, or I felt like time was slipping by. I was just saying this to my daughter the other day. There was a point where after she turned 10 that I felt like, oh my God, the first 10 years went so fast. The next 10, she's going to be 20 oh my goodness, I need time to slow down. And the more I tried to grip on and control and control and control, the more I was like pushing down all of these feelings that then festered into these outbursts. 
And the outbursts typically came because I felt challenged or I felt sad. And I didn't know what to do with what was coming up because I had never been taught to heal. I had never been taught to feel what was coming up and be honest about it. And instead of that, we, what I was taught was you just shut down. And sometimes the shutdown was truly a shutdown and you said nothing. And that would be like the um, pattern of giving the cold shoulder or if your mother gave you the cold shoulder. Or there was the pattern of the outbursts that I would have and not being able to control myself. And I definitely want to say on a side note, never were these outbursts physical. And so in my mind, for so long, I couldn't see them as trauma. I couldn't see that I was the one causing trauma to my daughters, just like trauma had been caused to me. I couldn't see that this is a pattern that so many of us are actually walking through because generational trauma is passed down from child to child to child to child, woman, 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 woman. And it's fascinating the more you learn about it. But I was so disconnected from what trauma really was and that I had endured trauma and now hence they were enduring trauma because I didn't see what these outbursts and cold shoulder I just thought that was the norm and the more I sat with it the more I inundated myself with reading about you know different forms of healing the more I sat with my own Reiki healing that I would give myself every, every day and I would meditate every morning, I started to notice how these patterns were coming up and what I was feeling. And then I could even envision what my mother probably felt when she had a similar outburst. And she didn't have a previous generation to lean on and say, like, what did you do through this? Or how did you get through this, mom? Because I believe we had these generations that were so shut off to showing their true feelings and the depth of what was really going on that that's when they became so disconnected and continued to push down and allow it to fester and continue the process. And so many of these women were amazing moms. I'm not talking about the moms that are beating their child so badly, beating them at all. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like these conditioned responses that we get through our generational patterns from the women before us in our family. This conditioning is just so easy to lead you down a road where you fuck up <laughs> because that's exactly what it's doing it's such a negative conditioning that we are you know afraid of acknowledging we're afraid of being vulnerable we're afraid of saying what's really going on because maybe we've always had to be strong or maybe we were never seen or heard and all of the mothers before us felt the same way in our lineage that they didn't, couldn't go to their mother and say, this is what I'm feeling, because either A, they weren't 
heard or seen. And the interesting piece is that I remember when my girls were young and I would say to them, I want you to always be able to come to me. I want you to always tell me what you want to, you know, what's on your mind. I want you to go away to college and experience life differently than I got to. And I said to those things because those were areas that I remember feeling when I was a teenager, like, okay, well, I can't be honest with my mom about, you know, various things. Maybe it was the intimacy in my relationship with my boyfriend now husband. Maybe it was about wanting to go further away from college because I was afraid to leave my family. And I was afraid that if I left, they'd be sad. So I couldn't go down that path. And I held all of this in and I didn't want that to happen for my daughters. So when they were young, like under 10, I would constantly say these things like, I want you to always be able to come to me. I want you to be really open with me. I want you to, um, go and experience life differently. You don't have to stay in this area. And then when they became teenagers and things started to unfold and they would come to me or, or they wouldn't. And I would have only known how to respond in that way by how my mother modeled it. And then what I imagine how her mother modeled it. And what's interesting is as a caregiver, I was the caregiver to my mother's mother. So I actually saw how this could unfold and how we are all like mother, like daughter. And until we have the chain breaker stand up and say, okay, this is not healthy in, in my life. It wasn't healthy for me as a child. I don't want to continue it. We continue down the pattern of like mother, like daughter like grandmother, like mother, like daughter. It's crazy how much trauma is passed down through the generations of women and how much those women were amazing and doing the best they could. And for a while, this would torment me because I would think like, well, my, my mom, I love her dearly. Like, how can I have these thoughts that you know, I was traumatized and that this pattern and conditioning has gone down through the ages. Like I know she was trying the best she could and, you know, she was dealing with X, Y, Z in her life that was upsetting or hard for her, just like we all are. And I was giving so much grace to those before me and not to myself for feeling the pattern of where I'm at. And all of this, because I wasn't leaning into healing, truly healing, truly accepting where it came from, and then making the conscious decision to change it, I was continuing the pattern until I made that conscious decision. That conscious decision came a few years into my healing, it came about six months into having this podcast. And it came on a day when I was teaching my daughter how to drive. And we were driving over to her boyfriend's house. I can't even remember what the conversation was about. But all I know is something set me off. And then something she did as a driver, I wasn't 
so sure of, and it made me anxious. And the next thing I knew, I was screaming, and she was screaming at me, please just stop, please just stop. And we turned around, came home. You know, my husband was working from home because of the pandemic, and we're screaming in the house. He had to hold her to calm her. And I do remember in that moment thinking, I want to hold her, but I'm also shutting down right now. Like, I don't even want to be here, but I also want to hold her. How could I have ever let this happen? I'm her mom. I just traumatized her again. Like, she's 16, and I'm still traumatizing her because of my choice words and how things blow up for me. And that day in the car will never be forgotten in my mind. It will be something that I always hold dear to my heart in a way that it was so traumatizing, I think, for both of us that it was the moment I decided that there was definitely no tiptoeing into the healing. There was no tiptoeing into being the chain breaker, that this had to happen, that I was no longer going to blow up. I was no longer going to continue the pattern, no longer going to be the one causing trauma for my daughters, that I was going to be the one that helped them heal and that I was going to be the one that took over my life and started to make sure that I healed. And in doing so, would heal generations ahead, would heal portions of my own life with my mom, and so on and so forth, that it was just that determined moment that we could not continue like that. I could not continue fucking up royally. Where it's, of course, I still have these moments where, like we all do, where we start to get really upset. And when we get upset, of course, we have blow ups or we have disagreements with our daughters and we have disagreements with our husbands and we might lose our temper. Maybe we had a bad day, but we're no longer traumatically continuing that pattern by giving the cold shoulder, not you know, giving them space to be seen and heard, to continue being just as we were taught. And it's hard, but when you get to that point where you know you no longer want to continue this, it's easy to step off that hamster wheel and say, I'm going to change this. I'm going to be the one that says, this is not okay. It's not okay for my daughters and it's not okay for me. And I don't want to fuck up anymore. Because at the foundation of me, I was a damn good mom. Almost to that level of perfection where like, I really did. I showed up, I tucked them in, I sang to them. I was at every extracurricular. I was at, I was here for them. I was always open door policy for their friends. And, you know, I really embodied being a good mom. But I could never have accomplished being the mother of my dreams if I didn't take those events and turn them into the, the moment and allow them to catapult me into healing, allow them to catapult me into healing my relationship with my 
daughters, with my husband. I mean, it has dramatically affected our whole family, my healing, and healing the relationship with myself. But it took that moment to acknowledge this is like no longer how I want to show up. And then it takes the moment of owning it and saying, I, I was the one who traumatized via my words, my actions at times, my daughter. And I take that responsibility and I notice it and how it showed up for me in my past and how it showed up in me and as, as a mom. And this is what I'm going to do to break that chain. And then to take the time to heal. Heal yourself, heal my relationship with myself, my daughters, and my husband. That event last summer, it was July, I believe. And then it led into that conversation with the therapist in December. Has significantly changed my life and the life of my daughters. Of course, there's still some residual trauma where if my voice raises because I'm just frustrated that day, they sort of get a little bit on edge, like they're walking on eggshells. But it's not the same. And I'm now able to calmly walk through with them. Like, it's okay. I'm not getting up. Like, I'm having a day, but I'm, it, it's, it's okay. You can be yourself. You can share with me what you need to share. You can do amazing. You can mess up, whatever. And I'm here. And I'm calm. I'm now able to be the mom of my dreams. And the most amazing thing to me is that now I'm able to see that connection unfold and that broken pattern turn into something beautiful. And having taught them how to walk through that in the future themselves. So, you fucked up. Now what? You think it's over. You think they'll never forgive you. You think you're the worst mom in the world. You think you're hiding secrets that you fucked up. But you're not because we're all in this. We've all fucked up. We all have some generational patterns of trauma of some form. It sounds crazy maybe to some of you who think that you've not been traumatized but I listen to many researchers and our authors and whatnot, and we all have some level of trauma. So how that processes through our body and in our daily life, it's going to show up. And oftentimes it's going to show up in motherhood. It's going to show up in our marriage. I, it makes me think about that saying like, you, we often as humans take out our worst on those we love the most because we know they're not going to leave us. And I think that rings so true here. And that's why we often fuck up. And honest to God, it's okay. It's not okay if you're like totally abusive. But the, the trauma I'm talking about here is unconscious trauma that I didn't even realize at a certain point I was showing up and doing things. And, and then I almost couldn't control it because I didn't have, I couldn't, 
differentiate what was really going on. And I was so much in pain inside that I wasn't even willing to be vulnerable about it. Vulnerable to my husband, to my daughters, to you. It, it feels like shame to know that you messed up at something that you love dearly. It feels like shame to carry that with you and it's so heavy. And I'm still working on this. I'm still working on letting go of the shame that I carry for not being the mother of my dreams all of their years. The shame of carrying this pattern and not noticing it sooner while being very well-versed in psychology and social work and taking many, many courses, I was still showing up in the patterns. But as I have learned to sit in the vulnerability, especially with myself, and acknowledge what I brought with me as a pattern and how I can stop it and how I carried it through... I have been able to release some of that shame and give myself grace. And I hope this episode does just that for you. That it shares with you and brings you peace to know that those moments that you think that you've fucked up, that there's hope and there's grace to extend to yourself and that you can always shift a pattern. You always have the choice to show up differently. I'm never going to say it's as easy as flipping a switch. I've had people say that to me and I think it's bullshit. (laughs) At least not for all of us. I think some of those patterns are so ingrained that it's hard to just flip a switch. But what I am going to tell you is that it's easy with support, with honesty, with vulnerability, with being willing to put the work in. And that honesty and that work starts with you. And it will trickle down into your family. And one day you'll look at that picture and think... Okay, all that shame I held, I've released it. And this was beautiful in its own way because this was a calling of my life with my daughters as a mom to be that chain breaker, to be the one that going forward now, they're going to mother different when they are mothers. And they're going to change. It's going to inevitably forever change their lives and yours. So I say this, welcome in the fuck-ups and give them grace. Offer your sincere apology when you fuck up, but offer it with vulnerability. Let them in. Let them in to know what's going on in your world. We're talking about teenagers here in my life. So, I mean, obviously you're not going to have those conversations with your five-year-old to the same depth as what you would to your 15 or 20-year-old. 
But in all ages, we can be honest and vulnerable once they're able to reason and understand and, and, and hear us. So offer yourself that and then move forward and find yourself a damn good support system. That first support might be a journal that you can take some time in stillness and then release what comes up. This is my work, my friends. I have no doubt in my heart that what I'm here to do was to walk through as the chain breaker of my family so that I can be there for other women to walk through as the chain breaker for their family. And in doing so, heal the relationships with those that they love. I'm here for you. I offer guidance, support, coaching. Just reach out. I hope you have a great week. And I'm here. Email me. You can find all the links to get in touch with me if you need anything. Or have something to share. All right. Thank you, friends. Bye-bye. Hey friends, thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Intuitive Mother Podcast. I am so deeply grateful for each and every one of you that has listened in, whether it's your 50th episode or first episode. You taking the time to share this sacred space with me means the world to me and warms my heart. I would love to hear from each and every one of you about what interviews you love and what you want to hear more of. Drop me a line at Angie at AngieShaper.com. On my website, you can also learn more about the programs that I'm offering and the coaching and healings that are also available for each one of you as you journey home to your sacred self. I am thankful for you spending your time with me and I cannot wait to share another episode with you next week. Have a great day.